Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Hello, hello. It's Monday afternoon. This is the COB. I'm Nadine Blaney. I'm Kyle Rotter. Uh, it's been a pretty quiet start to what we expected to be a pretty epic week, yeah. really. Down slightly <laughs> by the end of trade, but uh, I would say the calm before the storm, perhaps. I think so. I think everyone's just taking a bit of a breather on this Monday. The market sure did, didn't it? Down by about a tenth of a percent. That's the SIBO Australia index that you see on your screen. The last of the day's trades are still going through uh, the ASX, so we'll revisit that in just a moment. But um, look, despite that, real lackluster performance i'm not i'm not being too cruel am i no no yeah um there was actually you know a few sectors that really really outperformed well nine of them did finish higher at yeah. least sorry they were I'll, I'll double check now but they were higher with about an hour to go so we'll call it seven now okay. um a couple have slipped into negative territory but only by a fraction but it was well, really, the materials that uh, that weighed on everything. So I'm not sure if you can infer much from that necessarily, but uh, down by 1.3% offset some gains in the energy and uh, real estate sector, which were, well, relatively meaty. Yeah, we'll get there in just a minute. Look, uh, the ASX was pretty flat today as one of our key themes. Also, I mean, we are just hanging out for these rate decisions, aren't we, from the FOMC, from the ECB, from the BOJ. Yep. Hawkish hike is what I'm hearing from really? the Fed. Mm. Not hawkish, dovish. Dovish hike. Dovish hike. We're off to the races. You were going to let me get away with that, weren't you? Dovish hike um, and likely a change of language coming from the ECB. I had a chat with um, Isaac Poole from Oriana Financial Services. If you haven't seen that interview, he lays it out and also gives a few, um, well, where he's putting his money, of course. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be fascinating because, well, I mean, they told us in their latest statement of economic projections, and of course, we're not going to get such a document at this meeting. Well, most uh, Fed members think there's two more highs to come. The market says, no, nah, you've got one more to go. So we'll see if the Fed relents perhaps to market pricing or perhaps pushes back slightly. Now, I also saw a headline if we get our three themes up on screen. So we've got confirmation coming from the federal government that there is going to be a budget bonanza. <laughs> I saw um, that during through. the day. We've got another 20 bill in the coffers, I think. Yeah, so high commodity prices. Obviously, a lot of people in work. We learned that last week with that yep. jobless rate near historic lows. So the tax take is looking pretty good. So, hey, um, look, that's good for us all, I think. Yeah, I think. well, we'll see what they do with the money, I suppose. I guess uh, if you're one that thinks that public finances are important, mm. that you should pay down debt, then, you know, well, there you go. All right. Pay it uh, down now. Energy. Energy was the standout performer today. And it, and it wasn't just sort of oil and gas, um, but Whitehaven Coal New Hope were amongst the best performers really throughout the day today. Uh, no news that I could see associated with those two names in particular, um, but we do have a lot of these quarterlies coming through. And um, I suppose that was, yeah, part and parcel why we saw... Well, some of the worst performers, Core Lithium, South 32, got hit really hard. Yeah, um, that Core Lithium story, yeah. I suppose. I think it was a, a production update. It was disappointing, and the whole sector sort of seems to... An activity update, I should say, and the whole sector seemed to follow suit. So um, interesting, too. We, we might touch on it as well. South 32, not on that screen there. Also having a poor day 
despite the strength that we've seen in broader energy That's stocks. That's in our corporate rep. Kyle, let's get to the that. REITs. Look, I read that article in the Fin about office property. Many people in the office here did as well. Um, interesting to note, even with the RBA meeting next week and a lot of negativity around office property, um, one of the best performing sectors today. Yeah, it was. And I um, can't give you a good reason, but nevertheless, maybe a bit yeah. of a bounce there. Some of the interest rate sensitive sectors have moved higher uh, after, well, what was some pressure on them at the back end of last week after those strong jobs figures. Discretionary retail is another sector that outperformed the broader market. So I think that if we take a quick look here at the next page, Okay, not working. Um, it really, all of the good news was offset by what happened with the miners. Um, you know, it was to your point lithium, but it was also, mm. uh, it was also the big, big miners. Yeah. yeah, when you have BHP down by one point six percent, you know it's a tough day yeah. on the market. And here's that picture of lithium right yeah. there for you. There you go. And uh, yeah, some big big moves, fifteen yeah. percent on uh, on that news all came as well. And uh, Sienna mining down ten point three percent. So. Pretty meaty stuff there for, for the lithium space. Okay, so uh, South 32. Sorry, yes. Kyle. We've pretty much covered it. But it. Uh, out with a production update, huge impairment related to one of its projects in Arizona. So cost blowouts, you know, still talking about some damage being done by supply chains, uh, you know, inflationary pressures being felt everywhere. And uh, yeah, South 32 by, it looks like the end of the session down by, yeah, more than 3%. So that's, that's a big disappointment there coming from South 32, which of course was the stock of the day. Fittingly enough, we had David Lane and Daniel Ortiz having a chat with David Koch about whether they'd be a buyer of South 32 right now. The EV cycle, the renewable energies yep. and, and being important. So yes, I think it, it is a very good company. And as you say, management over a long period of time have been very, very good. Uh, so it's it's a company that, that we like as far as a portfolio stock. We've got a hold recommendation on it at the moment. Um, without speaking for the analyst, I, I guess we'll see what the, the reduction in the share price does as to whether or not they, they change their view and, and look at maybe accumulating some more at, at right. lower prices. Doing all the right things, they're probably just heading into a bit of cyclical weakness in some of their key commodities. I'd probably call out the, the Met Coal division as, as um, being arguably the most at risk as there's a lot of supply coming online there. So that's actually, if you look at the kind of proportion of revenue and profits from South 32, that's one of its biggest uh, contributors. And I think that's probably a little bit at risk near term. So we're not in the stock at the moment, but you know certainly view it as high quality and um, would, would look to, to buy it if the shares had lower. It's like anything with those sorts of stocks, it's about timing a lot of the time, and maybe the time's not necessarily now, but it's a turn in the cycle, and maybe the time will come. All about timing. Josh Gilbert from the COB joining us now from eToro. Josh, welcome to the program. Yeah, uh, this market today, is it just a watch and wait scenario because there's so much to come later in the week? Uh, yeah, markets didn't really fancy doing much for us today, did they? Um, not much relief from Wall Street on Friday either. And as you as you say, I think we're just sort of going into that risk off sentiment. I think that's really prevailing. We've obviously got such a massive week ahead. I think that there is that sort of 
bit of a, a setup coming, um, you know, getting out of any positions that are, are maybe the you know investors are overexposed to. But yeah, struggling for a little bit of direction in terms of you know we're waiting on that sort of key data. We didn't really have anything um, come out that was going to significantly move that market. But I think this is probably going to be one of the only days that we see a, a flat day this week. So uh, maybe we should uh, maybe we should take that on board and cherish it. It seems that the, the volatility is certainly going to pick up. Uh, later in this week, but as we say, energy sort of led the way today. Oil has had a, a great couple of days. Um, that's up more than sort of three or four percent in the last five days as well. Had those lithium names come under pressure today? Obviously, core lithium uh, with a bit of a weak trading update, and also those uh, new uh, lithium futures that went online on Friday in China as well. Uh, plunge, which obviously put um, lithium uh, miners under pressure on Friday as well as today as well. So yeah, a bit of a weak start to the week, but I think as I say, that's gonna be the only flat day we see this week. Interesting point there about the uh, lithium futures, Josh. Um, but uh, just moving on to what we uh, do have coming up in the week ahead, like we've already said, it's central banks, but it's, I guess, that all important guidance as to where things could go from here. Absolutely, yeah, and it is a huge week. I mean, I don't think um, weeks do get much bigger than this, really, especially if we take into account um, you know, the, the inflation data that we have here. We've got USPCE as well. Um, we've got, obviously, earnings. Um, you know, we sort of start to kick off reporting season here as well with Rio Tinto. So, yeah, it, it, is, it is huge. Um, the Fed's ECB, BOJ. But yeah, I think it's all going to be about that sort of guidance, especially when we, when we look at the Fed. It, you know, 25 basis points is, is essentially nailed on right now. Uh, and I think that, you know, since we've obviously uh, had that last pause, I think some of that, you know, data that we've got from the Fed has, has sort of been mixed. But ultimately, similar to what we, we have here, we've got resilient labor markets. So I, I think that um, there, there is conversations to be had of a, of a dovish hike. Um, but again, I think that I, I think Jerome Powell is going to sort of reiterate that you know the the fight against inflation isn't isn't done. I think there's still going to be comments from him that, that says there's still work, still more work that needs to be done there. Um, I'm not sure he's going to give this market too much because if he does give an inch, the market is certainly going to take a mile in this sense. We're not too far from record highs on the S&P 500. But at the same time, we are seeing inflation move in the right direction. We had core um, inflation that, that certainly moved uh, in, in the direction that the Fed would like, which has been their headache for, for the last couple of months as well. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure you know Jerome Powell is, is going to sort of let up too much. Um, I think he will sort of reiterate that point that he still does think that Fed members uh, believe that there is uh, you know another hike left in the tank because this will be one of the the two that he'd mentioned at the, at the previous meeting as well. Um, so I, I'm not too confident that we will get a, a dovish hike. I think he will still sort of keep his foot on the gas for the time being. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see how the market reacts to that. We will see. Uh, Josh, it's complicated, isn't it? And made more interesting by the fact that we've got a lot of these really big tech quarterlies coming through this week. And whilst we're talking about a soft landing, you know, even just the fact that Microsoft Australia has cut more jobs reminds us, you know, that even these mega tech companies that have really been driving the market higher, like they're not immune to the slowdown that, that is being experienced in the broader economy. No, absolutely. I mean, the bottom line here is that I think the, the results that come into this earnings season, they've got to be solid and the outlooks are going to be just as important. I think big tech does have the potential to sort of keep outperforming in this market, particularly with the AI, AI tailwinds that we've got, because 
you know, there's no bigger names in AI at the moment, especially if you look at sort of Microsoft with with OpenAI, Tesla, you know, in in AI with FSD. But you know, th these companies aren't you know aren't going to not face challenges. There are going to be hurdles uh, along the way. We saw how anything but near perfect results, do, you know, will get punished in this market. Tesla and Netflix, you know, last week, th those results weren't. You know, they weren't terrible, uh, they weren't the best, but I think any other earnings season, I think um, the markets take it uh, in a different light. I think, you know, Tesla set record revenues uh, for the quarter, Netflix had a huge beat on subscriber numbers. Uh, you know, every earnings season that I've followed Netflix for the last couple of years, everyone sort of puts aside revenue growth and all they focus on is subscriber numbers, but that wasn't the case this time. So, yeah, I think anything but perfect uh, is going to be, you know, met with, um, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be punished ultimately. Uh, I think um, a big name, though. I think for, for me to watch this week, I think it's going to be Meta. You know, we spoke about there about job cuts and efficiency. I think Meta has, has sort of been the, the standout for that. Uh, I think this is the the first time that they're going to report um, earnings that have grown in the in the quarter for the first time since 2021, and that just shows that payoff of the year of efficiency from Meta and and Zuckerberg. Um, obviously, the Threads platform that went live. That went live obviously in Q3, but you know if there's some guidance there onto onto the how that's gonna um, help guidance into the future and how that's gonna help the business, um, maybe that will offset some of the weakness we probably see uh, from its metaverse venture at the same time. Hey Josh, I am um, speaking with somebody from another platform uh, this morning, and um, you know they were saying that that there's a bit of a buzz back on the platform. You know more buys, like a, the buy sell ratio is is in favor of buys. I think about 67% buys. Is that what you're seeing on eToro? I just think it's a really interesting, um, you know, insight into where sentiment is. And also, this person had said that it was U.S. equities that are getting the most attention. Is that similar? Yeah, I think we we we've seen that um, investors have have lost a little bit of confidence uh, in the second course. From from where they were in Q1, I think that I think that came from this huge rally that we'd seen in Q2. We had a little bit of um, uncertainty around uh, sort of rate hike expectations. I think particularly here in Australia, that's when we saw the RBA sort of you know be a little bit more aggressive than I think markets were expected. So I think we saw that investors lost a little bit of confidence in in Q2. Um, but I think what we are starting to see is that I think investors are now believing that you know what this year has shown is that. It it's really important to be in markets. I think there's always something to be worried about uh, in financial markets, you know, and as um, as you guys will, you know, absolutely know, you know, some of the best days, um, you know, in markets can be can be missed if, if sort of sat on the sidelines. And I think many people, you know, would have been sat on the sidelines waiting for an opportunity or or just calling this a, a sort of a bear market rally, which it obviously hasn't turned out to be. It has been, you know, turned out to be, you know, a complete sort of uh, bull bull rally. And and I think that's really important. I think investors are, as I say, realizing that they're wanting to stay invested. They're finding those quality names, and we. We also are seeing them take sort of that contrarian view as well. We're seeing a lot of interest in some of those beaten down sectors, those interest uh, rate sensitive sectors as well, such as real estate. Um, we're starting to see a lot of interest pick up in, in those sort of um, sectors that, as I say, have been beaten down with those investors taking that sort of contrarian view at the same time. Josh, really appreciate the wrap as always. And a fantastic week and uh, we will touch base soon. Josh Gilbert there from Etoro. Thanks guys, have a great week. See ya. So we have touched upon a few of the market leaders today. It, it's just one of those sessions that as far as corporate news go, there wasn't a ton, but we did have 
a broker note out on Telix Pharmaceuticals. Uh-huh. It got hit pretty hard last week after it updated on its quarterly. I think it was Wilson's that said the market missed uh, the cost-cutting measures that have been put in place by the company. And yeah, so recovering from last week's sell-off. Yeah, and some of those coal names continue to perform really well. So New Hope and Whitehaven higher 3.8, 3.5%. In fact, I might even just, as we talk, see if Coronado is continuing to climb yeah. too because uh, it was up the top of the market last week at different stages. But we're seeing some strength coming back through coal prices and the underlying, uh, sorry, coal prices and the and the, the, the stocks associated with them. So uh, Coronado was well up 2.55%. So some strength there today. Yeah, Jefferies maintained its buy rating on Coronado today, even though it cut its price target. And uh, also did warn that profits will be lower. It still likes it as an investment. Uh, Laggards, shall we? What's the theme here? <laughs> it's pretty obvious We've what the theme it. here is. Yeah. Core lithium, you it's know, a, really getting point hit point Josh was saying about uh, the lithium futures markets, perhaps. Yeah. These, uh, we'll, we'll be able to maybe keep a little closer eye on that as a, well, leader for or leading indicator for, for what some of these stocks do. A, bit, a little bit more uh, transparency in pricing now. Yeah. Efficiency in the market, perhaps. All right. Uh, look, uh, laggards in the small to mid cap space today, again, you know, actually these are leaders. <laughs> Don't want to take anything away from Freelancer, up by 14.5%. And, okay. and uh, other than that, we've got some of the laggards in that small cap end. And again, it's just sort of, well, some of those in the biotech space, City, and I'll, I'll be looking into that. I don't know if it came out with a quarterly today, mm-hmm. um, but drop suite as well off by 11%. So um, yeah. Interesting to see. That's a bit more of a motley, uh, motley crew of, of companies there. So Alcidian, we'll keep an eye on that one. I'll look into it for you. Um, look, to, well, today there wasn't a lot here. You spoke with Warren Hogan, who's I did, yeah. um, economic advisor for Judo Bank, about mm-hmm. the PMIs here. So we'll yeah. get some PMIs around the traps tonight. We do, we do. And I think the consistent theme is just sort of uh, a modest softening uh, in activity, especially in the services sector. And uh, what was interesting with Warren, too, is that, I mean, he's been pretty harsh on his, on his uh, assessment of the RBA's mm-hmm. um, policy yeah. decisions and then perhaps the direct the, the economy is heading. Uh, but he sort of said that, you know, a soft landing is certainly, um, well, from the data that was in the PMI survey uh, this, this, what a this month. Yeah, he said it's fair okay. game. So, uh, really quite optimistic that we're on the right track here. So, we'll be looking, Japan also has a, a similar um, it, it survey out, sort of a similar story. Uh, all those out of um, the UK and the US is sort of expected to be, to be the same. So, We'll, uh, we'll get a test of that soft landing mm. narrative perhaps tonight. That interview is up online if you'd like to hear what Warren Hogan had to say. It's on the big picture today, wasn't it? Was it was on the big yeah, picture. And, and we spoke to Jingyu Pantu from S&P Global, who obviously is uh, in partnership to produce that. Mm-hmm. So we um, got some interesting oh, insights cool. there Very from cool. Economic Activity. I'll um, go back and watch that again. I had it sort of in the corner of my eye say, this yeah. afternoon. Um, but yeah, you know that you can go to our website and just search any interview by experts or by topic, but also um, on our website, you can just look for the big picture. Okay, uh, what's on tomorrow? Well, tonight, I guess it's not sort of one of those blockbuster nights as yeah, far I thought as I'd, uh, yeah, I like stick it. this one in. Uh, I, I dropped it on you on Friday and I didn't tell you that it would be in there. But nevertheless, I love this and earnings whispers. On, you had the uh, wrong on one in there on Friday. No, it was the, the right before. It was the right one. It was the right one. It's <laughs> just it? you got to look all the way across to the Friday. We've done most of the good ones last all week. Right. It was probably a bit redundant. But anyway, here's the I full week this week. Full week this week. Mm-hmm. Not much exciting, but you can see there after the close Tuesday, Microsoft Alphabet. Snap can sometimes be a barometer. Mesa, 
after the close on Wednesday. Um, obviously, you can do your own reading there, but it's, it's just going to be a massive week yeah. um, of, of reporting. Not so much tonight, but again, we, we'll, we'll gird ourselves for the week ahead. Hey, Domino's Pizza, giving us a little taste of things tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tomorrow, um, we've got a great day for you. We've got uh, the Bank of Japan at with inflation read. You know, on Friday, the inflation read did come in higher than expectations there. But again, another pretty quiet one here locally on the mm. macro front. Still those quarterly production reports are coming through. Uh, yeah, Newcrest uh, will be the one to watch. So we'll have an eye on the gold miners, especially as we start to see some of this, um, well, I guess a little bit of weakness over the last few days in the gold price with the dollar jumping but we'll see how we go yeah and newmont if you remember newcrest got smashed on friday i think it was yeah. when newmont disappointed mm. when it reported so yeah and and that's the thing with a lot of these u.s earnings there are these connections with local companies here as well which is always interesting to keep an eye on um but look i think we've covered pretty much everything on what was a pretty quiet day i mean the market as we said the s p sx 200 the SIBO australia index finished finishing marginally lower but it looks to me like that's the lows of the day yeah basically but uh, still above 7300s again we're sort of tracking sideways and have done for about a week so one would imagine that if uh, we are going to find a direction that's going to be in the next few days and, mm-hmm. and some of those macro and micro event risks will um will send us one way or the other all right well we've got great guests lined up for you tomorrow and we spoke with a whole heap of great guests on the program on the live stream today please do catch up with some of those interviews online tonight and uh, that's until we see you when we're live tomorrow morning 9 30 in sydney